What's going on, everybody? This is Julian, back with Mentality Podcast. For those listening, welcome back to my voice. For those watching, how's it going? Today, we've got IFBB Pro Men's Physique competitor, Michael Thomas Jr. How's it going, man? What's up, brother? About time. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm going to tell you this right now. Ryan is going to enjoy the hell out of this. I hope. I hope he's been uh, pressuring us to do it. So we might as well make it a good one, man. We got a lot of pressure on us. Facts, facts, facts. So first of all, I know you've already been married a while, but congratulations on the the, the vacation and getting married. Appreciate it. How was that? It was good. It was good. I told you, uh, well, I, I think I let you know that I, I was intending on doing this Houston show, you know, so um, trying to get to a good place prior to getting out there so I could enjoy myself and then come back, hit the ground, you know, running full full speed ahead. So nah, it was it was dope, you know, to be able to just let go for a little bit. Like I said, get to that place where you're not worried about anything, you know, break away from work and then, you know, celebrate with family and friends. I couldn't ask for anything else, you know, so it was, it was great, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. So before we get into, like, the actual talk and – and competing and all of that. Let's talk about your background because, like, you are a very accomplished individual. Uh, Somewhat. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> let's let's go. I mean, we can start back from high school, wherever you want to go. Just what your background was before bodybuilding got started. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, originally from Kansas City, Missouri. Um, your hometown right now, right? Yeah. At least I'm in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, went to Aiken Mills High School. Um, played football, basketball, golf, you know, varsity and all, starting sophomore year. Um, you know, graduated top 10 of my class, you know, all conference, all district honors, um, and all, all sports, right? Um, 2005, came down to Houston, uh, with actually Prairie View to go to school, um, graduated with my mechanical engineering degree in 2007, uh, magna cum laude. You know, and then I got my MBA from PV in 2011. So it's been a journey, you know. Then I started working with uh, Lockheed Martin, fresh out of college. Uh, That's 2008. In 2011, moved over to uh, General Electric, you know, which is now Baker Hughes. And so I've been there for, I just hit 10 years uh, this January. So I'm getting up. What exactly do you do? Like, I hear engineer, but, like, I don't. When somebody tells me that, I'm just like, oh, okay. I don't know. What yeah, so, so specifically, um, I work with uh, oil fill equipment offshore. Um, it's subsea wellhead, uh, premium connections. But, I mean, essentially, it's all about uh, mostly, like, structural analysis, um, stress analysis, you know, design, you know, all that, all that good stuff. You know, it's, t- it's tough to go into depth you know about it but I mean that's kind of the foundation of it you know so you know I know people talk about you know not applying the things that they learn in school directly you know with their job not for me you know (laughs) everything I learned in school is being most things right you know most things are you know directly applicable so if if there was no ME degree there would be no you know me and engineering so but no, I mean it's cool, man. I enjoy it. Like you already know, like you know the the science aspects, the, you know all that stuff, and bodybuilding. I mean, this is kind of the bridge, you know. Yeah. So I, I enjoy it, you know. Yeah, you actually. So that was going to be my next question, uh, <laughs> but before that, golf. 
Yep. First of all, we don't see a lot of black men playing golf. <laughs> right. <laughs> Went to college and played golf, right? Yeah, the Prairie View. Yeah. The Prairie View. So what got you into golf? My dad. So, uh, I mean, my dad got me to everything, right? I mean, shoot. Yeah, everything. Um, shit, I'm an engineer because of my dad, right? He's a mechanical engineer as well. But um, I think I started playing golf around like five or six. <laughs> and this is before Tiger, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, like my dad, my uncle, you know, some cousins, you know, older cousins, like all of them played. And I would just tag along, you know, and just kind of, you know, grew an affinity for the game. And um, yeah, I just took it from there. You know, like I said, played all three, played basketball, uh, football and golf um, in high school. Um, didn't, wasn't really sure what I wanted to play. You know, ended up hurting my knee my freshman year in college. And, you know, hurt knee. You're not playing basketball. You're not playing football, at least, yeah. you know, during the rehab process. So, you know, next best thing, you know, was golf. So I ended up walking on, um, walking on at a, a JUCO. Um, and yeah, just from there, you know, that was, that was it. So. So what is, what do you think you learned from the game of golf and applying um, it to, you know, work and everything? Uh, patience, you know, patience, man. Like you never truly appreciate like just the mental aspect of the game, you know, until like, especially now not playing it. Now I appreciate it a lot more. You know what I mean? Like, you play football and basketball. So, you know, you can direct any anger, you know, any emotion directly towards the game, you know, and it can make you effective. I mean, there are some things that you just can't, like, you know, you can't let emotion get the best of you. But if you get angry, you can direct that towards your opponent. And that's a weapon, you know, where in golf, it's a weapon against you. You know, that's, you know, and so that was one of the things that I, I struggled with, you know, and it's beyond athleticism. It's mostly just skill. You know, and so, I mean, that's kind of what bodybuilding is, right? It, it's more of a, a skill, you know, skillful process and, you know, um, whether it be the dieting approach, training approach, and then posing, you know, as well. And then the patience is you're not gaining 30 pounds of muscle in a year. You know, you got to, I mean, that, that's a, it's a 10 year process. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I, I learned a lot about myself you know, and then just kind of my flaws when it came to, because I had, you could talk to anybody that I played with, like talent-wise, you know, skill-wise, you know, effort, all that was there. It was just kind of overcoming, you know, those individual demons that you, that you have. And like I said, you know, playing those other sports probably didn't help, you know. Mm -hmm. but like I said, I get mad, you know, football, that was it. You know, yeah. football, I'm starting the game, like how pissed off can you be to not let <laughs> You know, to not let your emotion, you know, get the best of you, you yeah. know, but get to a point where it's like, I'm knocking, I'm knocking everybody out, you know, and that's just the mentality that you have, but you can't have the mentality in golf, you know, yeah. and you can't have that mentality. I mean, that mentality don't do you any good in bodybuilding, you know, so. Right. It actually makes sense that you say that because the most impressive thing about you, in my opinion, is your ability to stay on process, to stay on discipline at all times, which does take patience. Yeah, like, I know even for me, like right now, I'm ready to be shredded tomorrow. Yeah. And so like these weeks and weeks of building up is annoying as hell. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I understand being able to maintain that focus in golf, you know, being that I had a lot of people growing up that were like, you need to play golf, probably for yeah. the same reason. 
Um, and I had a, like, at that time in school, I had a business professor that was like, you'll be surprised how many business deals get done on the golf course. On the golf course, yeah. He was like, they, I encourage everybody at least. Most of them aren't good. Yeah, most of them aren't good. <laughs> but I mean, it's a it's a conversation starter. You know, right. Everybody lax, you know, so it's definitely a, it, it definitely bridges the, bridges the gap. You know, a lot of a lot of discussions, you know, yeah. just networking, networking happens on on the golf course. When I first started um, working at GE, that was kind of my claim to fame. You know, I was playing in basketball tournaments and I was playing in golf tournaments and I was just the ringer for right. golf tournaments. You know, we go out there and play, you know, first or second, basically off of my score. Right. <laughs> and so, and that's how everybody kind of, you know, grew to, to know and get familiar with you. And then from there, you know, because politics is in everything, right? So it's like a familiar face, a familiar face. So if you're doing your job, you're doing the things you're supposed to do, like that's going to help you excel a little bit quicker, you know, because people know you. You know, right. so now it's definitely it's definitely one of those things that, you know, it's never too late to, you know, it's never too late to start, never too late to, you know, to at least build some type of passion for it. You will, if you're competitive, you'll definitely get out there like, no, nah, I can't let this little ball get the best of me. You know right. what I'm saying? So, so you'll definitely get to the point where you actually enjoy it. And then you can take that, you know, you can further take that into, like I said, those business deals, just those, you know, casual engagements you know with which appears or whatever so, sure, so yeah sure. so uh moving on so we we got school um i want to talk about number one the hbcu experience yes sir um i and i tell people this all the time like i've never had a black professor teacher nothing yeah um and i imagine that my experience would have been a lot better if i was able to see a black male teaching having that or, you know, a role model or even just being more around my people and seeing yeah, the yeah. excellence um, yep. within that culture would have helped me a lot faster. I'm there yeah. now, but not back then. So what was that experience for you? Man, it was, um, you know, so I, I had the uh, the privilege of going to both, right? You know, so I started off at Missouri, Missouri State. It was, um, what was the name of it? I forgot what it was before I turned to Missouri State, but it was, uh, but I started out there. Um, then my mom passed, so I went back home to kind of stay with my pops, you know, and just let everything, you know, settle. Uh, and then, you know, um, one of his coworkers had got his degree from, you know, Prairie View or whatever. So then the whole, you know, golf thing, and it was like, hey, you know, I can go to this place, you know, with people like me. Um, that really doesn't have this background, you know, excelling in this sport and kind of make it your own, you know, yeah. and then do do so with, you know, people, you know, that actually appreciate, it, you know, like just a, a culture that appreciates, it, you know. So, I mean, that's kind of what led me that direction. When I got there, man, it was a complete culture shock, you know, like I went to, I think my high school was probably, uh like 60 40 you know black you know kind of kind of mixed you know right. kind of mixed or whatever um but you know that's all all black and then like fully embracing fully embracing blackness you know in every aspect you know so to be fully immersed in that i mean i learned a lot about you know myself and just grew to appreciate just our culture you know even more you know because i mean even being being outside of that and, you know, going to, whether it be a, you know, a mixed, a predominantly white school, like some of those stereotypes you get, you begin to feed into, you know, as well, you know, just by, 
you know, it's proximity, right? You're just there, you're here, you know, eventually it's just, it's kind of brainwashing or whatever. But to go down there and now you engaging with those, engaging with them, you know, to the point where you're, you know, my first interview, man, you know, whether right or wrong, went in with a mohawk and earrings. And I'm like, hey, at the end of the day, you're going to hire me for what I know, not for what I look like, you know, and I, and I, I attribute, you know, that thought process, you know, to going to HBCU. It's like, you know, no matter what you look like and the impression that you may give, you know, even though that's important as well, it's like at the end of the day, you hire me for who I am. Like, you know, that substance matters more than what I look like now. That's where the world is finally getting to, right? But they weren't they weren't there at the time. But I mean, that's that's what I truly gain, you know, from from going there is just, you know, truly true appreciation of like who you are and not masking that to fit in with, you know, certain crowds. So yeah, I mean, for anybody that didn't go, you know, I mean, black, you know, it's like, it, it's an experience. Like most people talk to the parties. I'm like, man, I don't care about the parties and stuff. But, you know, to be an engineer, be around other, you know, black engineers, you know, or, or tech majors, it's like, you know, you just feel, you know, I mean, what, what what's lacking now? Like, I don't see it now. You know, my, my job, I don't see any, you know, I see one other black engineer that graduated from PV. She's on my team. Right. But other than that, like, that's it. You know, so, you know, to, to actually experience that, something that you won't experience in the real world at all, you know, is is, is definitely a, a bonus, you know, yeah. so. Yo, it's crazy that you say that, too, because I'm the complete opposite. My professor, white male, told me I needed to watch how I cut my hair because yeah. I might not get a job. Like, literally, yeah. I remember this conversation. Yep. And for, like, I want to say the next five, eight years in between that, I literally was like, I got to be clean cut or they're not yep. going to accept me. That's why like, I tell people my hair means so much more because yeah. this is basically a big F you to anybody that feel like what I look like on the outside is going to stop anything. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And like I said, that, that was my thing, man. And I had, you know, I had, I had other people that kind of grew, believe that same type of, I mean, because it, it is real, right? Mm -hmm. You know, your, your first impression is, that visual type of aesthetic, you know, that people gain from you to let, you know, to break that barrier, let their, let their walls down or whatever. But I'm like, you know, in an interview, we getting into, you know, depth, right? right? So right, right then and there, you're going to know who I am, you know, what I know, the type of person that I am. And I'm like, you know, if what you, what you saw is enough to say that I don't want this person, oh, that's totally fine, you know, but I, I'll be comfortable with that, you know, I'm comfortable right. with my own. And, and I know what I know, you know. So I mean, I, I hung my hat on like magna cum laude, you know, pleasant, uh, you know, playing sports. I'm like, you know, it's not too many people that's gonna be able to achieve that with, you know, engineering degree. Right. You know? so I'm like, nah, you're not you're not gonna take my identity away from me. You know, this right. thing that I, I held my hat on for, you know, for since I was great. You know, so I'm, I'm gonna keep walking. You know, walking with that, and I do that today. You know, not tell anybody. I'm like, it's not what you look like; it's what you know. So make sure that substance is, is deep. You know, mm -hmm. don't rely on the politics aspect. You know, what you know or who, who you know or whatever. I'm like, nah. You make sure that when somebody asks you a question, you can answer it. You know, so yeah, not sure that's that. too. Yeah, I feel that. So let me ask you this because you mentioned it as far as the look, politics, and stuff. Do you think that being physically fit helps you? in those type of situations? I do. <clears throat> I do. I, I think, 
any type of aesthetically pleasing look will, I mean, eyes, eyes kind of, you know, navigate that direction, you know, migrate. And then if you, I mean, you, you get a sense of uh, appreciation, you know, or that person kind of appreciates certain things. Like if, if you're devoted to making yourself look a certain way, maintaining your health, I mean, that means, especially now, right? That just means, means a lot. But of course, you know, I mean, we're in a society that it's, I mean, sex sales, right? Yeah. Good look, good looking, good looking sales, you know? So yeah, I, I definitely attribute, you know, some of my successes as well, or at least the opportunity. So, I mean, once you get the job or get in the door, you still have to do what you need to do. But yeah, I mean, first impression, you know, whether you see the Mohawk or whatever, now you're like, oh, but this guy is, you know, <laughs> in yeah. shape or whatever, you know? So, you know, I, I, I do think that, you know, there is some benefit to, you know, having that, having that look. You know, yeah, so. I, even the job I have now, uh, when I did the interview with like the head boss, I literally like looked over on his shelf and he had like some Herbalife powder. Yeah, you best believe I brought that up and yeah. talked about it and, and everything. And yeah. I really do think that was part of the reason that he yeah. liked me. Yeah, but because I could talk about that stuff. He's like, "Oh, you yeah. do this?" I'm like, "Yeah." So yeah, I do. Yeah, it's it's, def it's definitely a talking point now. Like even now, like you know, coworkers, you know, they know that I body build. Not I mean, not even know that I body build, but just see that you're healthy or whatever. Like, I mean, it's a conversation starter with them. So whether they feel like they can, you know, whether they're comfortable enough to, you know, start a conversation any other regard, politics or whatever, like that just gives them a way to segue into you know other conversations. So yeah, I mean, like I said, between golf, basketball, you know, now bodybuilding. It's just, I mean, these are just barriers, right? It just allows people to, you know, to relate, you know, to, to you know, break down their barriers, just, you know, be able to segue into the more important conversation. For sure. For sure. So uh, you mentioned, like, you, keep, you mentioned coworkers being around people. Like, what has been the process during the quarantine and during COVID? Because I imagine, like, you're at home now. Yeah, isolation. Yeah. <laughs> isolation. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's, I, I tell people be weary of what you ask for, you know, cause I was always like, man, I just want to work from home. Like, you know, and that's the perfect, you know, ideal situation. But um, it's really the best of both worlds is, right? You know, like being able to not necessarily come and go as you please, but you know, if you need to get stuff, it's that balance of, of work and life, right? And so now I feel like work is kind of imposing on my life because I mean you see bedroom right there, right? So yeah. as soon as I wake up, office right here, you know, and I'm working, getting pinged throughout the night, you know, all kinds of other stuff. And so I'm definitely putting in, you know, more hours. And it's a hard work, you know, you want to achieve what you want to achieve. So it's like I'm never taking myself off the clock. I'm gonna keep pushing. And so, you know, that drive to that 30 minute drive to work, you know, that 30 minute drive back just gave me time to like isolate, right? So get get ready, go to work. Once you leave, you're done. You get home. It's all about everything in the house. Now it's like I need to find a way, and I'm doing better now that I came back from the wedding. You know, just trying to break the two down schedule. You know, prioritize a little bit better. But yeah, man, it was just that time management aspect, and then getting others to respect your time as well. That's just been a challenge. Yeah, for sure. So. Would you say that you're you're what four weeks out right now from the Houston Pro? 
three. Nah, it's, next, it's next week. Oh, it's next week. My bad. Yeah. So you yeah. I, you did take peak week too. I, I, yeah. So you are next week. You are getting ready to do a show. You've been prepping yep. through this whole situation. With you working from home, has it been easier or tougher? Well, I think. I mean, prep is never easy. No. <laughs> but but I, I, yeah, but I, I, I will say, um, the fact that, you know, I can go downstairs and cook my food like on the spot. Mm-hmm. You know, in the morning, I can wake up, do my cardio at six thirty, come upstairs, work like no commute or whatever. Lunchtime, if I need to finish up some cardio, go do my cardio. You know, so I mean, being centralized kind of from home does make the process you know, a little bit, a little bit easier. But at the same time, it could, like, if you aren't disciplined, I mean, hey, man, the cover, the snacks are right downstairs too, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it does have some difficulties, you know, just because you, you're close to, you're close to everything that you really don't, don't need. At work, I'm not, you know, at work, schedule, you know, every two and a half hours, eating, eating. I'm still on that same schedule, but every time, you know, I sit there, go, See snacks, you know, my wife was eating all the other stuff, you know. So it just adds, <laughs> adds another level of complexity. But now, nah, I mean, overall, you know, it has been a more convenient, you know, process. Like even doing Chicago last year, you know, just being able to do everything, you know, from home and not having the pressure of like the night before, you know, it's been a long day. Mm-hmm. I got to cook all my meals and prep everything. It's like, nah, let me just start this fish, you know, cook some stuff in the morning and just you know, kind of go as I go. So, nah, I mean, it has, it has its benefits and its, and its cons, but I mean, I think right now for me, definitely more, more, more cons. I mean, more pros. Well, for me, the con is what you mentioned, convenience. It's very convenient when you're like, I can work from home. I ain't got to be on my computer till eight. So I'll wake up at like six to do cardio, but like not leave the house till like 640. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, I got time. I can chill, like I'm yeah. going to relax a little bit. And then next thing you know, I'm like, damn, it's seven o'clock. I feel like yeah. an hour. Like there's no way I'm gonna be able to get back home. <laughs> top. So that's where I would say I struggled the most. And being able to make meals and stuff, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, you don't eat chicken, but like fresh chicken is amazing compared <laughs> to that heated up bullshit that I was eating. Uh-huh. And then tilapia is the same way, man. Yeah. Say, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 yeah. So it's, it's the same thing. So I got the air fryer down there. And like I said, just being able to just pop it in there for 20 minutes, yeah. you know, you good. That's nothing, you know. Right. So I, yeah. I was a meeting, put it, put it on mute, go down there, throw some season on it, you know, and be done with it. So it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a convenience, you know. And if you're big on taste, if you're big on preparation, <clears throat> yeah, it, it definitely, you know, it definitely helps. So no would doubt. You, would you say? Because I know, and obviously we're going to talk about training because that's one of the things I think you're amazing in. But like, are you a meticulous, like detailed? I got to do this at this time. I got to do this at this time every day type competitor or. Um, I wouldn't say time, but more so activity. Right. So, I mean, I, I have a schedule like every day I put together a schedule and it's task oriented. Right. So it's a task list. It's <laughs> so, like as long as I get it done, you know, I'm good. And so, I mean, yeah, I have baseline kind of times that I, you know, kind of, but that, that can change. Like, I mean, it's, it's tough to stay within an hour window for anything, especially when you're working. And I got me, I got work meetings throughout the day. So it's like, you know, I know during this window, I'll have this, this amount of time to get some stuff done. 
So let's get that stuff done, you know? So it's not necessarily a time thing, but definitely routine. Like right. I'm, I'm definitely routine, wake up, you know, meditate, you know, listen to something that's, you know, um, for me, that's just, you know, from a personal aspect, you know, that promotes growth, you know, then get on the treadmill, do 30, 45 minutes of cardio, you know, come back, review the day, you know, get the day, get the day started. And then my first meetings are like 8.30. So, you know, I eat breakfast, do my little breakfast stack of, of, of vitamins or whatever, and then get everything kickstarted. And then just yeah. tackle the day from there. Gym is 4.35, you know, sometimes I push it, but it's like, as long as I get there, you know, that kind of seals the day. And then you start the process over again. So it was like, you know, as long as I got a, a schedule, not time, not like I said, not necessarily time, uh, time based or time oriented, but just task. And I can just check box each, each day. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. So, okay. so, so, um, I kind of forgot what I was about to ask, but I'm gonna try to word this in the right way. So when you talk about like your time, you're also your husband and a father. Yep. <laughs> so where does that like is that part of the yeah, yeah. I got a window, but I know that it might not go this way. Yeah, I mean a lot of it, I mean every, everything is part of you, right? And I don't I don't think any one thing, and I was just thinking this before um we started chatting. It was like I don't think one thing deserves all of your time. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it's it's good to have your own, you know, personal goals and then I mean, to kind of disperse yourself, like give the world the best of yourself, right? So, I mean, of course you're going to have work, you know, of course you're going to have, you know, family, family includes um, wife, you know, son, you're going to have your personal goals, like, you know, passing, you know, certifications and, you know, thing, hobbies, you know, golf, bodybuilding, whatever else. And so it's up to you to kind of, you know, based on your value stream, or whatever kind of you know prioritize that you know accordingly and that's how you disperse you know your time you know so i mean it's not necessarily that you're giving things residual time you're giving everything enough time you know you're making sure that you get you touch on each each point but you start with those things that are most important like for me you know god family you know somewhere in there you know giving back, you know, work, you know, me, like all, all that stuff. And, and that's how my days, that's how my days, weeks, and years are kind of orchestrated. You know, it's like, as long as I have that in order and that that priority based in order, you know, I'm good. Yeah, Changes so needed. Yeah, you said you meditate. Yeah. So is that like just reading word or is that actually like, you know, meditating? Like, what are you, you don't have to be um, so, like too exact. I don't want to give away your secrets, but like no, you know no, I mean, you know, first first things first is listening to. I got like a word of the day or whatever, and um, listen to that, and then from there, you know, kind of digest that, and then review the day, right? So review the day. One thing I'm big on is uh, is stoicism, mm-hmm. and that's just one of the things that they preach, you know. So review the day, you know, um, for those things, tackle the toughest things first. You know, um, kind of review those things that will be tough, you know, that you may be met with some type of, you know, impeding force or, you know, whatever else and how you would, you know, get around that type of stuff. And that way, you know, the day is surprising, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the day, it'll, it'll never go as planned, 
you know, but you can you can prepare for, for anything that, you know, that changes within a day. And so, I mean, that's really it. So I just map out my day, envision me getting through the day. Um, that's workouts, like everything, you know, and then start that process all over again. At the end of the day, I reflect, right, and go back and say, what did I get done? You know, how efficient was I? You know, all these other things. And then next day, you know, build on that. And so it's a continuous process of growth and improvement, you know, which is, I mean, that's life, right? Everything you do. Yeah, for sure. I actually just started, my wife introduced it to me, but the whole like meditating process, I'm so high strong, man, ADHD, I got all that. So like, I need it. No, yeah. It's not easy though. And I feel like it'll it'll help me not just bodybuilding because that's not everything. It'll help me as far as being a better person, better husband, because I just need to calm down. Like I know that too. So yeah. I'm, I'm starting to try to figure out some things to do and she's getting to it. She doesn't start talking to me about chakras and all this other stuff and energy flow and all that. I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, yo, I'm not, you ain't going to catch me in the room like doing that. I'm not but, there yet. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah. I'll, I'll look into it and it, it makes sense. Like some of it does make sense. So yeah. that's cool. But like uh, next step, next conversation is training. Yeah. Um, so normally I'll share a screen but for the people that's watching to like go through an Instagram, care if I do that? No, I don't care. Lift this mic up a little bit. Let's call out the way. So one of the things that's most impressive about Micah, in my opinion, is his transformation. So I'm gonna go ahead and share my screen. Can you see that? Yep. All right. This first video right here, bro. Y'all, man, you look like an action figure right now. Man. That's crazy. <laughs> that's, what we're that's what we're trying to get to, man. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I think it was Spoon or Antoine Witherspoon's IBU Pro that said, like, you have no imbalance or weakness now. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I, I see things, you know, whether they be imposing or, you know, just in, you know, in my physique that I can definitely, you know, bring up. But, um, yeah, shoot, you know, talking to him, he definitely he definitely gives me a, <laughs> a boost of confidence, man, you know, because he yeah, knows exactly sure. what, what, what they're looking for. And he got to the, the biggest stage. But I'm scrolling exactly. down because I want him to see – what Michael looked like, probably, what, about a year ago? Uh, let's see. Chicago, that was the last one, right? Yeah, you got to scroll up a little bit. Scroll up, I'm tripping. Yeah, I think I passed it. Right there. Right here. So, All right, so this was Chicago Pro last year. I still think this was a great package and a good look. I thought so too. <laughs> I thought so too. I mean, like I said, I could have been a little bit tighter, you know, and then posing, posing, you know, I can always improve on posing and stuff. Right. right. And I think I think that would help. And then I think, I don't know, man. When I get up in the lights, I don't know if it's, you know, my natural complexion mixed with the tan, but I think like some of the details are a little yeah. bit hidden. Right. And so it's just fine, it's just finding that perfect blend, you know, and I'm learning something each time. You know, one of the things I hated last year was only being able to get on stage one time, you know? So it yeah. really wasn't much to build off on until this show, 
you know? So, I mean, as long as I get better this show, you know, I'm not really concerned. I mean, of course you want to place, you know, place well, but I'm like, hey, as long as I'm better than I was in Chicago, man, you know, there's really no no place but up to go. So this is the, what I'm sure y'all right now is literally what this was. When was this five weeks ago? Yep. So this is guys. This is through like a whole off season. This is through prepping for a show, the whole nine. The improvement to me is what's like super crazy. That you're able to improve the way you are at such a fast rate. And I would ask that to you being like crazy discipline, which we'll talk about, but also your training is just exact. I almost tell, I tell people all the time, I'll stop right there so y'all can see that. But I tell people all the time, I'm like, it gotta be because he an engineer. Like ain't no way <laughs> calculations and everything. <laughs> so when we talk about training, um, I really want to, you know, discuss your thought process, how you approach it. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people, you know, basically what I what I tell people is like, all, all I'm trying to do is remove surface level, yeah, fandom, which is like the people who see Mike on stage and they're like, man, I want to be that. It's like, do you? Because like this is what it takes yeah. to be Michael Thomas on stage. Like, are you really prepared to go through all these aspects, the detail, yeah. the whole nine? So yeah, talk about training and how you approach it and what got you, you know, into training like that. Um, man, I, I think, I mean, my thing is, it's all about efficiency, right? All about efficiency and then the most, being the most effective. And I think a lot of that is attributed to being an engineer as well. I mean, that's, that's kind of, that's how we design systems, right? The most efficient, uh, most effective systems with least amount of error, you know? And so that's how I design, you know, my training, you know? So everything is about taking the muscle through its full range of motion to completely exhaust you know, all muscle fibers. And then, you know, if you know anything about, you know, hypertrophy, building muscle, you know, it's it's um, correlated to like, you know, strength gains within a certain region, right? And then progressive low, overload, progressive, you know, volume. And so, you know, everything is structured around, you know, one, you know, finding those exercises, which typically you only need two or three exercises, right? So that'll take you through a full range of motion. And then from there, you know, understanding, you know, your capacity, you know, for work. And it's like, you know, I, when I first started, man, I was doing like back days. One, one, I was doing, I was seeing everything once a week. Yeah. Right. Which I was going, which I was I, going crazy. I was going <laughs> to ask you about that, but like, go ahead and talk about it because I was seeing everything once a week. That crazy. Right. So I was doing back once a week and I was doing like, man, I was in there for like two hours, you know, if not more doing like, you know, seven, you know, six, seven exercises for just back, you know? And then, you know, you start thinking about it, you know, researching a little bit. And it's like, some of these exercises are, are identical. They do the same thing. And then is this junk volume? Like, am I really pushing myself, you know, and stressing the muscle, you know, to, to the capacity for growth? Like, you know, inducing, inducing some type of stress that is causing my body to adapt, to grow. And the answer was no. Like, there's no way you're doing 30, 30, uh, you know, 30 sets. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And you're pushing everything near failure. Because right. by the end, you're not lifting no weight. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, just researching through that, you know, listening to, you know, um, like just different, you know, uh, 
coaches and whatever on YouTube, you know, just, you know, just, just the research aspect and then just digging into the science of like hypertrophy and muscle growth, making it make sense. Like everything for me goes back to science, you know, right. like you can, you yeah. can give me some, you can give me some bro science and say that, you know, this worked for me or whatever, but you got to tell me why, right. you know, because if I understand why it aligns with, you know, these principles, I can get behind it 100%, you know, because these are the things that work for most people. You know, but if you're saying something that works just for for you, you know, I can't I can't really get with that. You know, so I mean, let's back to the program. You know, that's that's kind of how everything is is just centered. You know, it's like you know progressive overload, like each week. You know, ensuring that you know I stay within a certain rep range. Within that rep range, I'm getting stronger. You know, one rep, you know, one rep increase per week. You know, weight increase per week for some exercises. And, you know, whenever I'm not doing that, then I have to reassess like, okay, is, is it fatigue? Am I not recovering or whatever? And then you find that balance of how hard you can push yourself, you know, as it relates to how fast and how quickly you want to progress. You know, like, like I said, I mean, if I'm in there doing 20 sets of, of uh, deadlifts, I'm shot for the week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm shot for the week. All you really need is two or three sets of deadlift at your like where you working, right? You know, you working. That's all you. That's all you really need if you're working that hard. And right. I mean, I, I think a lot of people just aren't working as hard as they think they are. You know, like I know, I know you work hard. And you're one of the few people I'm like, you know, in between sets. You know, I mean, you you mess around and stuff, but you're recovering, and you can right. tell when somebody's worked hard because. They are truly recovering in between sets. You know, it's taking like a minute yeah. to two minutes to recover in between sets. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that's when you're really, really working, working hard, you know, and you don't see that out of people. Like it's a, it's a lot of BSing or whatever else. So I'm like, you know, I challenge people is like, you know, cut your cut your volume down, you know, half their volume, you know, second hit, you know, each muscle group twice per week. Mm-hmm. And you know, within that that scope. Like push yourself, like push yourself, you know, do two or three, two or three sets at, you know, whatever, the, whatever the weight is that'll keep you within this volume and like just push yourself to true like failure, see what failure looks like. And then from there, you can gauge like what you need, you know, in order to progress, you know, in terms of, like I said, you know, increasing volume or just the recovery that you need. So I mean, I try to keep everything just that simple. It's just a, a fundamental approach. Well, I, I'm actually glad you say that. So I'm giving flowers because you and then the guy I worked with weightlifting-wise, Marcus Wade, are the ones who made me start realizing that that whole, like, 20-set, 30-set BS, like, all the time is ridiculous. Crazy. And you're not – like you said, I wasn't working. Yeah. I was doing a lot of stuff that might have looked good to the average eye. Yeah. It was great for a video or a picture, but, like, that extra stuff just wasn't there. And yeah. I'm even still learning. Like I, like, I think I texted you yesterday. Like, yo, what does this look like? What do you think? You're yeah. like, cut this. You're still doing the same movement here. And I'm like, oh, okay, gotcha. And I spent time, like you said, I'm on YouTube all day. If yeah. I can't be watching Jeff Mifford or watching John Meadows or watching yeah. these guys that, like, continue to learn, which I don't think I a lot of people. coach. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I yeah. coach. Yeah. Yeah. So, so and a lot of people don't do that. So I think one of the things that, I admire when you said that is like you did research because it does take homework to be able to be a fish. Yeah. Takes a lot of homework. That being said, the freaking bro split 
that you just talked about, science-based is the dumbest thing you can do for muscle growth. Yep. yep. And I'm well, like, I won't say I won't say dumbest. I won't say dumbest. I, I will say the dumbest thing that you can do is work a muscle to the point of where it can't recover, right? right. So you can't see so you won't even grow. Right. Like you can still I still grew from the bro split. Same. But it's Same. like it's like how much more can you grow? And then when you talk about junk volume, right? So if I'm doing, we'll say eight sets, which was which was typical when I was doing the bro split. Right. So now I take four of those exercises and put them on my second day, right? So now those last four exercises that I was doing, I'm pushing those to the max now, right? Because those those are my primary focus, right? Right. And so and and then I mean and that's all that's all good good volume, not junk volume. Right. right. So this is all directly correlating to whatever muscle growth. And the thing is, is that, I mean, as long as you're recovering, I mean, you can do that. You can hit some muscle groups three, four times a week. You know, if yeah, you're I, would, to bring I would say like your, your bigger muscle groups, obviously two times a week. If you can hit them three, you Superman, like chest, yeah. back, but at least two times a week. But yeah, like in my opinion, like arms, stuff like that, you can really hit that stuff three, four times a week. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and then, and then if you look at the, the science behind your arms, right, arms is ancillary. So, I mean, anytime you do basically any back work where you're pulling, you're working arms. So do you really need to work your arms? You see people with muscle imbalances where they got big arms and whatever else. A lot of that is because that's form, yeah. right? And then I guess, and, and that's another thing we talk about build, building programs as well. I mean, you know, form, form is big for me. Like we talk about that, you know, I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, it is about the way that you lift, but it's about how you lift it as well. So of course you want to, you want to progress with every lift, but you want to make sure whatever muscle you're targeting is doing the work. So you see people doing, you know, benches and they're like, uh, uh, uh. and I'm like, man, you ain't, you're not doing anything. You're not doing anything. Right. Cause I mean, you're definitely not taking it through the range of motion. Cause I mean, Look at your shoulder, right? You know, or like you know, rolls and stuff where they're using, you know, yeah. momentum in their hips and stuff and erectus to do rolls instead yeah. of you know the traps and you know rhomboids and, and you know and, and the target muscles. So it's just stuff like that that when you start paying attention to it, and I treat it like that to Ryan and Spoon, like just you know, training with them as well. Like, you know, those days when you lower the weight and it's like um move the weight like you're about to pose you know, stuff like that, and you actually feel like those muscles muscles engaged, now it's like, okay, now I know what I'm looking for, yeah. you know, and so, like, you know, if, if people did that research, you know, that and had that in-depth understanding, when they train it would go through, through the roof, you know, yeah. but instead, it's watching the, you know, the IG, you know, people and reading these magazines where they're telling you they're doing eight exercises, you know, four sets, 10 to, 15, 10 to 15 reps, you know, and, you know, we can, we can dissect that and say that doesn't make any sense, but for yeah. the average gym goer, and not even for the average gym, for a lot of people, like 85, 90% is not willing to do that research, they're going to do the same thing. So people ask, like, how did you get to this point? I'm like, shoot, man, you know, it was breaking, breaking down the analytics, you know, breaking down the science of it, figure out what worked, you know, best for me. And then when I'm in there, like working and you just seen the strength gains over, over the years. And I didn't even do, I stopped doing deadlifts. I was like, man, these, these shits hurt, you know, but it's like, what if I, if I can attribute anything to, you know, my back development over the last 
two years, it was definitely doing deadlifts. Right. You know, so it's like, you know, doing those meat and potatoes type lifts. I mean, that's what's going to take you to the next level. And once you get your physique to that point where, you know, you don't need it, then you can kind of dial back and just do some things that target specific, you know, areas and don't, you know, tax, tax, you know, your, your, your nervous system as much as right. exercise like that. But to get there, Oh hell, you, you got to do it. Yeah, ain't, ain't no ain't no shortcuts. Ain't no right. shortcuts. So yeah, I think I want people that are listening, watch whatever. I'm not gonna say any names, but just because they're a pro, don't mean they're doing it right at all. <laughs> and I th- I know like a lot of people see some people doing things they're like I'm gonna go in the gym and do that. First of all, you're not that person. Second, <laughs> you're probably gonna hurt yourself trying to yep. do the mess that they're doing. It's just it's and I don't. Honestly, I really don't think it's efficient, and I would really like to go to the gym with those guys when there's no camera. Yeah. And I can almost guarantee they're not doing that same yep. thing. Yep. All for camera, for it to be seen, the hardcore, he yep. lifts all this weight. I can almost guarantee they're not in the gym doing that. Yep. yep. I, 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 I guarantee the same. I guarantee the same. And then, you know, people don't just, you know, like I said, I would say 90 to 95% of things – work for everybody right then you have those it's a five percent you know population in there maybe less than that well those things still work but then they can get away with doing like some other things you know mm-hmm. and those still having you know some positive impact on their physique. can you be look at look at diet right there's some mm-hmm. people that can eat whatever they want to eat and they still mm-hmm. going to lose weight you know and if they were on a strict diet they they may be even better, but they can do just they can do just enough or whatever, you know. So that's like the, the the limited, you know, few that I'm talking about. Where it's like, oh, they'll still grow off just basic fundamentals and foundations, but somewhere in their, you know, genetics or whatever, you know, they have an ability, you know, to use these things and focus on, you know, they can train in this 50 rep range or whatever, and they good and they'll right. grow. But for the average person. It's just not going to happen. Right. You know, you need to align your goals with, you know, the scientific approach to gain, gain muscle or gain strength, you know, whatever else. So, I mean, you do have, you, you do have your anomalies, but I mean, they anomalies for a reason, right? Like you can't, you can't really factor those in. So right. we, we typically ignore anomalies, right? And we go with, you know, our base, the base population. So, you know, people... And I mean, and that's what's popular or cool on like IG or whatever. Like they like the anomaly stuff. Yeah, you know, I was getting like that anomalies or social media has a lot of anomalies to seem normal. Yeah. Um, and they're just like not at all. Like some of the that seen on the weight that they're doing is not. But I would even say for 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 you and me, we compete men's physique, right? Yep. Strength wise, you can kind of consider us anomalies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because sure. we don't lift like even. But I was I was talking to somebody the other day, and I'm like, yeah, I think I'm gonna like calm it down a little bit, not lift as heavy, you know, chill out, and I'm still doing like dumbbell presses on incline for like 130. But that was filled out for me. That wasn't. Yeah, yeah. And somebody's like, "Are you serious?" I'm like, "Yeah." Like, and I realized, okay, I'm a little bit stronger, stronger person. Yeah, so even yeah. like people watching you. I like the fact that you talk about you talk about you know the proper properly lifting working sets and not just like hey I'm about to do four or five for one just because I felt like it. 
What you yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pointless. I mean, yeah. I, I, it's not pointless. It's not pointless, but in terms of the goal, like if the goal is building muscle, you're not maxing out. You know, no. you're you're maxing out your performance, you know, within a select rep range, you know, five right. to 20 reps, five to 30 reps, but you're not maxing out. You're not doing one rep maxes a lot. You know, like right. I got a phase, a strength phase, where I'm still operating in that five, you know, rep range, but it's like five to 10, like right. it goes down, you know, five to eight or whatever. And this is really focused on gain, gain strength, like for a short term to kind of, you know, um, desensitize myself to volume. But right. I'm still get, I'm still gaining muscle. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm still gaining muscle, and as soon as that that block of training is over, I'm right back into like the higher volume, you know, six to twenty, you know, six twenty five, you know, style of, of training. So yeah, I mean, I I've done it. We both done it. You know, put four or five on there to see if we, see if we get it. And at the end, you like, man, I probably. Didn't have to do that, you know. It didn't make it. it, didn't make it. <laughs> I literally hurt myself like three months ago doing that crap. Yeah, it, it didn't. It doesn't make any sense. But like you said, I mean, we're anomalies just within, you know, this division, and that a lot of people just aren't as strong, and across the board, right? Like not just the one lifts, like you know, right. squats, deadlifts, you know, bench. Like it's across the board. It's not a lot of people that are that strong. But I mean, but we can attribute that to. I mean, just the work that we've done as well you know and a lot of that is going to allow us to put on you know a different type of muscle than right. other people you know as well and we know what true failure feels like like when you maxing out you know what true failure feels like and yeah. so i mean that that failure is no different than <laughs> you had eight reps and you're like i can't get another one or this is the last one i can get right. people don't know that feeling right. you know so they sit there you know i, I use reps in reserve and I mean, I typically stay around like one or two, but I know what failure feels like, Right. you know? So I can gauge that, you know, I'm, I may say there's a 5% error sometime, but that's not enough for it to matter, right. you know? And I'm still staying close enough to failure to where I'm still promoting, you know, and signaling, you know, enough muscle growth. So, I mean, I don't know, man, it's just a science, it's a science in it that, I mean, it's growing, it's growing and I think, um, it's 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 more like I said, you know, John Meadows, Jeff Nipper, um, hypertrophy coach, um, who's Rough Diesel's coach. You know, yeah. it's a couple people out there that do understand it, and you know, it's growing, and they're gaining they're gaining you know popularity or whatever. And I'm I'm hoping that you know, it, it'll never be. I mean, it's a little bit. It's easier to digest now. It'll never just be like you know spoon fed, you right. know, but. You know, hopefully people will start, you know, adhering to these types of, you know, training methods and they'll see like, you know, there's a benefit in actually knowing what you're doing yeah. <laughs> and knowing why you know why you're doing it. You know, yeah. so. it, it, what's crazy to me, like you talk about science, but in my opinion, people hear science without looking into it and don't realize the science makes it more simple. Like what I when you apply science to this, I feel like it's more simple. Yeah, I'm yeah, not like, sure. oh, I need to figure out like if I'm going to like even like the I do push pull leg now. The bro split was so hard to put together because it's like I can do yeah. chest on this day, but I shouldn't do shoulders before chest. And I can't really do shoulders after chest because I've already hit them from chest day. Like that made me overthink way too much. Instead yeah. of just being like push pull leg, muscle growth every two days, I'm going to be. Yep. It, de it definitely keeps it simple. I mean, and like I said, I mean, or just having a goal in general, 
you know, and understanding that goal and how to achieve that goal, life, you know, is what makes it simple. Right. You know, as long as you know what you're doing, why you're doing it, and how that aligns with whatever goal that you want to achieve, planning from there is easy, right? right? Because now you're looking at exercises, you're looking at activities, you're looking at things. I was hooping when I first started uh, bodybuilding, right? I was still playing basketball. I was still playing like three or four little semi-pro league. You still can't guard me. We're going to see. We're going to see. It's going to be It's going to be a while, maybe 50, but we're going to see. Yeah, right. But, you know, I'm playing, I'm playing, in all, I'm playing in all these leagues, and I'm playing the whole game. Right. So we're talking, we're talking about like 30, 35-minute games. Four times, I'm not eating. I'm not eating enough calories to even keep muscle to build muscle, and sometimes, sometimes as well, right? right? So it's like, how does this activity align with my ultimate goal? I'm trying to gain muscle, gain weight. I can't hoop anymore. Mm-hmm. So from 2017, I stopped hooping. Right. You know, and so people are like, how do you gain? How you? I'm like. Everything I did, I mean, you know, diet-wise, no no days off from diet. It's, you know, no less than five meals per day, you know, average of, you know, six or whatever, you know, training. I got five, you know, six blocks of training per year, you know, right. consistently and consistent progress, you know, throughout the year. You know, so I'm like, that's that's what it takes in evaluating that. I saw when you were talking to Ryan, you was like, you can ask me what I did on this day, how many reps, where I worked out, what I have all that. Right. You know, I have all that for the reason of for reference. It's like, okay, well, shoot, last year or last week, last month, I did this. Here I am struggling with that. Something, something is wrong. Like I'm not recovering. Uh, you know, I need to take this out, get something else, my form, like something. And then I know exactly what to work on and how to work on it. But if you just out there just throwing, throwing darts in the dark, you're not gonna, you're not, you're not gonna know where to where to focus and what to focus on. Right. And I would say, man, like, I think your your focus and what you're doing is just it, it's opening you to be successful in this sport, because like you remind me, I don't know if you watched the documentary on Dorian Yates, but yeah. he was the exact same way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rich Gaspari was the exact same way yeah. Could tell you the science behind it, what they did, how they did it. And you just see a difference in the way that they evolved and progressed. Now, granted, yeah. like Rich was small so he couldn't beat Lee Haney but he was yeah. still second in the world at like, yeah, yeah, yeah. One. like you see yeah. what I mean yeah. so yeah I would I would say even like if for the people watching or listening like if you go to my Instagram that's even consistent I can literally know that like this is chest day one yeah so I know in like three days I'm going to see delts slash chest yeah like I know that, so yeah, it's crazy that you're able to do that. It's something that I admire and like aspire to do myself. I appreciate it, man. And yeah, Dorian, Dorian was a good one too. Like you know, it, it, like I said, there's there's a few, and I mean, I, and I got the whole even you know talking about recovery, you know, for like Dorian as well because he did do, you know, he did he pushed him he pushed himself within that workout, right? Right. And pushed himself within that workout, and he's taking you know every three days off. But in that workout, he's pushing, he's pushing himself to the max, yeah. you know, and, and that's what, and that's what it takes. And as long as you're doing that, you're going to, I mean, that's the perfect example of finding the right volume for you to grow and matching, matching that work with recovery, you know, proper intensity with recovery and, you know, optimizing that for, 
you know, the end result. And so, I mean, that's how everybody should, everybody won't be able to work out like Doreen. Everybody won't be able to work out like you or, or me, like everyone. And that's why I don't, I don't say I get pissed off, but you know, it's frustrating sometimes when people ask those questions, like, I want to look like you, what do you do? What do you do? You know, somebody asked me that today. Yeah. Like, what do you do? And I'm like, man, there's so many variables that you don't appreciate in that. Right. Like, you don't appreciate, you know, the consistency. You don't appreciate, you know, just being diligent in your, in your workouts, you know, in your diet and your recovery. All this stuff matters. And if you're not willing to go that extra mile, then you're not going to see that type of growth. So don't do what's best for me. Do what's best for you. Right. <laughs> and, you know, and for your goals, you know, right. and so. You know, that's, that's what you try to preach, but nobody wants to hear that, man. They want to hear what gear you taking, you know, give me your diet, give me your workout plan, like, give me this, and we'll be able, and I'll be able to achieve the same thing that you achieve. I'm like, nah, because we ain't got the same fire. No. You know, I mean, that's what separates, you know, them from, from those, you know, over there is that fire and that willingness to do, you know, whatever it takes, you know, also, to achieve. I think, that, I think that also is a lack of ego. A lot of people don't talk about that, but you help you like we can be cocky, we can be confident, but you have to remove your ego to be able to analyze that, like, number yeah. one, my chest needs to be bigger, so I need to hit it the right way. Am I hitting yeah. it the right way? No, I'm not. Let me go back to the drawing board. Like that's like a lack of ego, and a lot of people don't want to do that either. Yep, good point. Good point. Or or even in removing the ego and saying that, I mean, like you said, I, I need to get better and I can learn from this person. Right. So, you know, putting that aside, saying, I don't know everything. Let me learn from this, from this person. I'm like, you can learn something from anybody. Yeah. You can learn what not to do. You can learn what <laughs> to do. You can learn something. Hey, so don't close, don't close yourself. Don't close yourself off, you know, but nah, that's, that's definitely a good point. It's like, you know, you need to be able to remove yourself, you know, evaluate, you know, yourself, not even just bodybuilding and life, you know, just from this objective point of view and say, what do I need to work on? What will make me better? You know, and that's a daily process. Like, you know, how did I fail today? You know, it's not calling you a failure. No. You know, but the only way that you're going to improve certain things, you know, and, and get better as a, a person, get better as a, you know, in your job, get better at in your hobbies or whatever, dad, you know, mom, husband, wife, you know, it's a continuously look at those things to where you're deficient and get better. So yeah, we want to get, yeah, we want to be stellar in those things that we're good at, right. but you also want to bring up some of those things that you're not, you know? And so that should be the focus of everybody, you know, right. and everything that you do, we tie it to bodybuilding, but I mean, that's just a, a life and growth aspect just in general. You know what I'm saying? I think you wrote a status the other day that was talking about basically separating the person who was able to receive criticism. Yeah. And I agree because yeah. like I used to be hell. I still am. I'm working on it. I mean, <laughs> I can be an extremely just <laughs> extremely defensive person and quick yeah. to rebuttal. Like I'm quick to rebuttal without thinking. But even like I'll like I said, I'll come to you all the time and text you and be like, "Yo, what you think about this? How you feel yeah, about yeah. this?" And you straight up with me like, "Bro, that's junk volume. Like, why yeah. the hell are you doing? Like, take this and vice, and, and vice versa, right? And right. vice versa." Like, I mean, you, you got a niche for a lot of things. I mean, for posing or whatever. And it's like, you got a niche for it. And and what I appreciate even about, like, our art back and forth is, you know to the, I mean, you know what kind of poser that I am. 
Right. right. Even, and even though we're not the same type of poser, you can break my stuff down, assess it and say, looks good. Don't look good. Take this out. You know, whatever else. But that's the feedback. If you want to grow, feedback, feedback is a critical process to growing. Right. You know, and not just from yourself, from other people, because <laughs> they don't get because they don't give you the most objective feedback and most critical like that you need. So you have to you have to appreciate that process and be willing, be willing to ask for it, you know, and learn and learn from it. Yeah. You know, be receptive to it. And it's not, it's not, it's not easy. It's not easy at all. Like, especially, you know, in competitive sports. Mm -hmm. Right. But I mean, man, somebody better than you, it's the reason why they're better than you, you know, and you can work all day, but understanding what makes the, what separates this person from you and the rest of the world is the only thing that's going to bridge that gap. And if until you have that understanding, you shooting, you, once again, you throwing darts in, throwing darts in the dark. Bro, it's crazy you said that because when you said that, the first person that came to my mind is the king of our sport, Ronnie Coleman. Yep. Literally went to flex to Kevin LeBron. It was like, what, what are you do? <laughs> what are y'all doing? Took all that. Take, it was take like, take this shot. Take yep. this shot, right? Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, Took it's, all that and it became the king of the sport, bro. Like, it's that simple. It's that simple. Like you, you can look at you can look at Dorian. Like Dorian isolated himself. You know, put him a plan together that worked for him. That was totally different than what anybody else did. Right. No one questioned that man's work. Right. You know, and, and you can look at you know any Mister Olympia, and he had you know whether it be Jay, you know whether it be Phil, like right. people that had those types of range. Lee, you whether it be you know those people that had those types of range. I mean, it's a reason they were there, right? You know, and they gained something from you know somebody, and they took that and and took off with it, yep. you know. So I mean, you, you got to be receptive and willing, you know, to get that that feedback, and don't take like take take growth and getting better personal, but never the feedback personal. Right. You know, every day is like every day is like I'm gonna kick my own ass. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be better than the person I was yesterday. You know, that's your competition. In this sport, in this sport where it's so much sub subjectivity anyway, how can you sit, how can you complain about anything? <laughs> unless, unless, and I've seen some I've seen some cases where it's just like, I don't know how you, you know, you shouldn't even have been. You know, few and far, yeah, few and far between, few and far between, you right. know, but I mean it's subjective sport. Right. You know, you, you do what you can do. You control what you can control. But at the end of the day, you're trying to get better. Like, that's it. You know, you got to take you got to take some type of, you know, delight, you know, and appeasement just from that. Like, oh, every time I get on stage, I'm getting better. Every year, adding five pounds of muscle, which isn't easy. You know, right. 10 pounds of muscle was my max or whatever. I'm like, that, these are a hell of achievements. Right. You know? And so, can't nobody else, can't no judge tell you that you didn't do no work. Right. You know, only you can tell yourself that. So you got to take some type of, you know, accountability and enjoyment and just, you know, your own, your own progress, you know, so. And that ties back into what you said at the beginning with patience, too, because yeah. if you're focusing on those things and you're growing and you're getting and you're adding the muscle, you still got to realize there's still a circuit and there's still other athletes. So you got to work your way into that process, too, while yeah. having these accomplishments. I would almost say your way of thinking is more healthy when you're a competitor because there yep. is, I mean, you, there's some dudes that get on stage and they just jump right in and they're good. But then you got other guys that like even Andre Ferguson had to like, I know it's surprising people, but if you look at his history of competing, he, he worked, worked up, he worked his way up. 
Ray Mark. Ray Mark. Ray yeah. Mark. Like, yeah. I mean, there, there, there are very few people that just came in and were instant successes. Right. In, any, in anything. Right. right. I mean, you're not going to, you're not going to do, you're not going to do that. <laughs> like that's an, that's an anomaly. Right. right. The ten, chances are you're going to have to work and build your way, build your way up. You know, right. you call it politics, whatever you want to call it. I don't care. But I mean, that's politics is life as well. Mm-hmm. You know, familiar faces. Like who, who do you go to in the store? You don't go to the stranger. You go to the familiar face. Right. Like, you know, that, that's just what it is. You know, right. in life, who, who are you smiling at? Like, who are you most engaging with? The familiar face. You yeah. know, so call it what you want. Blame it on what you want. But at the end of the day, in this sport here, you know, you got to find a way to, to keep yourself motivated. Mm-hmm. you know, and to keep progressing. And like you said, dropping that ego, being willing to learn, you know, take that feedback and, crit- and critique, like even from judges or just from outsiders that are meant to help you. And then taking that and building on that and coming, devising a strategy and plan. We talked about that. Like when I was like, man, my back is weak. I'm about to get that thing, you know, I'm about, yeah. I'm about to build it up. And did it though. Like, and, and did it. Like literally. And did it. Yeah. And did it, you know, so I'm like, you know, that that's the process. Where am I weak at? How do I get better at it? Develop a plan to get better at it. Put in the work. Reassess. And it's a, it's a continuous cycle. And that is a cycle of life. Even though we're tying it to bodybuilding, that's a cycle of life. Being any, If you want to achieve anything, you know, be great at anything, that's just the cycle that you got to go about. For sure. You know? So we're so like moving, because we're still in the same track, like same uh, category, same, you know, path, but your diet. Cause I know you're strict on it, but you died a little bit different than the natural humans. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think people need to hear it because first of all, there's no, I don't know the phrase, no right way to string. What is it? String, string a cat, string, whatever they say. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes you say it. I hear a bunch of people say, I don't know. There's not one way to do something. How about that? Y'all? All right, to skin, to skin a cat. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Not one way to skin a cat. So, um, so everybody's dieting is different, but you are a pescatarian. Yep. Which means you don't eat any meat, like as far as chicken, beef, none of that. Pork, none of that. Pork, none of that. So what is a typical like diet day for you in that? First, I'll, first I'll ask what made you transition to that in the first place? And then second, like what, how is that as far as being a bodybuilder and having to go through that? So 2000, I first transitioned in 2008. I'd already, um, I've been really prepping my food and eating lean since 2008. At that time, you know, I was still eating chicken, uh, like lean cuts of, you know, beef or whatever. And um, I went on like a cleanse. It was like a week long cleanse, maybe not even that long. And I ended up losing a lot more weight than I wanted to. And they said, you know, at the end of the cleanse, you know, bring back those foods that are easily digestible, right? And so, you know, I started off with, you know, tilapia, you know, really just tilapia, tuna, whatever. The time I was still hooping, you know, still working out. And I was like, well, you know, I'm monitor my, my energy, you know, while eating, you know, focusing my protein intake on this and just see kind of where that takes me. And um, like one, year, one week or one day grew into a week, week grew into two weeks. And now here we are 13 years later, you know, and I, I stuck with it. And a lot of it was, you know, going out, you know, I'm not really big on eating out, 
but it's a way to kind of organically kind of clean keep your diet clean right because nobody because nobody really at that time there was it wasn't a health conscious you know <laughs> state that we were in you know so if i go out and i'm asking for like hey can i get you know this whatever fish they have on with like some vegetables and they making that on the side for me so they taking that out of another plate and putting that on some broccoli and rice right. you know for me so i'm getting like special orders you know right. whatever so you know it was just a way for me to just naturally you know organically just keep my diet clean without having to worry about you know the stresses of finding something to eat or just the pressure the pressure in it as well because i'm like all right well i'm going to just take this remove this completely and hold myself accountable like to that to adhering to that and i just you know kept it going and then in terms of bodybuilding i mean food is food you know like you know my my chicken is tilapia We'll say my my red meat is is salmon, you know. And so, um, you know, Ryan sent me a plan, or you know, when I was doing my own plans, he just converting stuff. So he say chicken, I'm like I right, was well, six ounces of chicken, six ounces of tilapia, you know, whatever. Else. So it's not it's not bad, you know. It's right. the same carbs stay the same, protein sources, you know, switch up a little bit, and you know whatever you know micronutrients or whatever that you get from one that you don't get from the other. You got to make, you got to bridge the gap, right? So multivitamin, you know, creatine supplement, like just certain things, you know, that you'll have to, um, you know, reinforce just within your diets, in, in your diet with certain supplements that you aren't getting supplemented by, you know, your actual protein, protein source or whatever. So, I mean, it's, it's not for the weak of heart, <laughs> of course, you know what I'm saying? Because taking chicken out wouldn't easy, you know, chicken, chicken, just like tilapia, right? You can cook yeah. chicken and you know 10 15 minutes you know 20 minutes would be good right. you know it's a lean it's lean and they always got chicken everybody every place always has chicken so like right. just not knocking that out you know was a bit challenging you know but shoot, once i got there like, it's, it's nothing now for sure for sure so I mean, you don't eat anything but that like not even on special occasions nah so i mean my special it's like a special fish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so is it yeah. only tilapia in prep, or do you do, like, cod and other stuff? Or now, I've tried cod, but, I mean, tilapia is just, I mean, it holds flavor better, easier to cook. Um, every now and then, you know, if you got salmon on there, you know, eat salmon or whatever. But for the most part, it's tilapia, man. You I know, and so I, I haven't really had orange roughy that I can remember. You know, off-season. is my favorite. Yeah, off-season, you know, salmon, shrimp. Uh, tilapia, you know, I'll experiment a little bit more with other, you know, other other fish or seafood sources. Right. But within the season or within prep, I stick to tilapia just because easy to cook. You know, I know exactly what I'm getting. I ain't got to, yeah. you know, prepare it a certain way, throw it in the air fryer and be done with it. You right, know? So, right. For sure, for sure. Simple. That's interesting. So what are the uh, future plans, man? In terms of what? Competing. Pete competing. Um, well, of course, you got Houston, a week out from Houston. Um, then I'm gonna do city limits. Um maybe, may, maybe one other one, you know, in between there or like immediately after. Um, I don't know yet. And it's really just to kind of assess myself, you know. So of course, you know, compare those stage shots feedback, you know, from Ryan, from you, from, you know, people that, that care, you know, it's going to give you that objective, you know, feedback. And um, just depending on how, what momentum I'll have, I have, I'll, 
you know, keep going, you know, throughout the course of the year. But, you know, if I need to work on some stuff, I'm going to work on some stuff. Like I said, I mean, it's a it's a priority of mine, but it's not a top priority, you know. So bodybuilding gets in where it fits in, you know, after, you know, God, family, you know, and work, <laughs> you know. So so right now I got time for it, but I just can't, I can't prep for a whole, a whole year, you know. Right. So, you know, God willing, you know, get an Olympia qualification because that is the goal, you know. I'll definitely be prepping, you know, for the O, but I'm not, I'm not the one that compete, you know, every month, you know, right, so right, right. Just, my life isn't structured like that, you know, so do what I do what I can in the time that I have it, that I can devote, you know, and that's all. So, yeah. Right, so what that's, about that's, like business wise or any endeavors you got coming that you're thinking about? Um, should be training man. people by now. Yeah, no. And I, I want to, man, like, you know, I, I took a couple of stints at, at, you know, at competition preps. Maybe that's just not, that's not my thing, you know, because I have a high, I have a high expectation for mm -hmm. people, you know, and, and I guess that's just tied to me. That's my personality, you know, and so it just doesn't blend well, you know, unless you get like serious, you know, athletes, you know, which is tough to get by because they, they know where to go. They're going for like proven proven coaches um training i definitely wouldn't mind like putting ebook or you know something like that just together you know just to say for you. just I, to say I, that I, I don't i don't know why I, i'm serious i got i think i might have an opportunity for you yeah i kind of want to do that just because i mean I, i've always wanted to just write a, you know publish a book you know publish right. something like that. and then i feel like i have good information you know, that I can, that I can put down for my, you know, for people that want to, you know, adhere to, you know, or hear, you know, my success, adhere to my, my style of training, my style of, you know, evaluation and, and you know, you know, um, um, structuring a, a program or whatever, you know, I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't mind doing it, you know, just, just to say that, just to do it. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, I, I did start one, I ain't gonna lie, I started one maybe, seven eight years ago before i even started bodybuilding you know just because i even then like i had made a transformation right you know and people were asking so i was like it's something that people are interested in it wasn't even gonna charge i was just gonna put it out there like hey diet wise this is what i did training wise this is what i did but i'm far more knowledgeable now so i'm like you know the content i wish i would have just compiled some notes instead of working out you know instead of just workouts because you can i mean that's that's all it is right you know right. it's just uh a diary of everything that you've done. I wish I would have done that because this process would be a little bit easier and not as intimidating. But I mean, I wouldn't mind doing that. You yeah. know, what I'm talking about. So you've seen some of the photos I posted in like black background. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's for an app. This guy at our gym is starting an app called StratFit app. Uh -huh. Basically, it's going to be like a big database of like workouts, workout programs. He's more into like Olympic lifting and all that. Yeah. But he has asked me, I don't know why I didn't think of you. He's asked me a couple of times if I knew anybody that will write a program for that. And I guess the way it works is if somebody goes in and like selects your program, you'll get like a piece of whatever they pay for that program. Oh, that's, that's, that's dope. Yeah. Yeah. So I might, after we get done with this, I might like try to connect y'all so you can just yeah. talk to him a little bit. But that might be a good way just to even test it out. Yeah, no, nah, for sure. For sure. Like I said, I definitely, I mean, I, I look at, I mean, everybody like Wendia, Sadiq. Um, uh, Wendia's was terrible. I bought. Yeah, them. but I mean, but but I mean, that's 
they just put they just put something out there. Yeah. Right? And, and when did when did some some aspects of it was you know what was was pretty good. Yeah, it was I, just that I we felt like he was just basically copying what Hani said and putting it in the book. Yeah. 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 And then they don't tell you how to progress. No. So 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 that that's my thing. It's like don't give someone a workout. You got to tell them how to progress, how to evaluate, you know, their right. progression and what changes they may they may need to make. So if you're not if you're not putting that in the book, then you just giving them some shit, really. You know, workout and some pictures. That's man. it. Like just go, just go, just go do this. And that's, right. now you're doing you're doing the same thing every day. And it's like, nah, nah, nah. Tell them, tell them how to. You can lead them. You can what? Teach them how to fish, or you know how the saying goes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, you know, teach them how to fish so they can fit for themselves. You right. know, and so that's kind of my thing. You know, I'm like, I want, I want to teach people so they can go out there and build their own stuff and know exactly what to look for and put in a program and how to change whatever and evaluate it so they can say, you know, okay, this is why I'm progressing. This is why I'm not. And look at other people's plans and say, no, nah, that's some junk. You know, so that's my goal. That's my goal with that man, and I'm gonna get it done. You motivate, you motivate me, man, because you said you wanted to do this, and you just started doing it. So I'm like, yeah. And the clothes too, I mean, to 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 cop something, man. But I'm like, you you uh you took you took a dream and a goal and just and just did, you yeah. know. So and I'm, I'm like, still growing with it too. Like I don't like even the clothes. That's just started. That's not yeah. like my. I told Ryan this. I'm like, my goal is to like compete with dark school i want yeah. like yeah that's my goal and my shipping time is going to be way better when that time yeah. comes. but uh like that's that's it yeah you'll, you'll get there though but i'm saying just like because i mean you get intimidated by the what if mm-hmm. and not on the, not on the positive side right you get intimidated right. by the negative what if or whatever and the fact that you is just like i mean you're doing you do a podcast like every day you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you know that's a lot that's a lot of work and then you know, it's just a lot of a lot of effort and a lot to be known that you just like, you know what, I'm gonna get it as it come along. And so that that's why to me it's like just inspirational, just the way that you're moving about it and then doing it the right way. You right. know, like still learning, still learning, but like I'm not gonna pause this. Like I'm gonna right. keep doing it because this is what I said I'm gonna do. So it's easy when nah. you're passionate about something, man. Like when yeah, you find sure. something that you like, you're like, yeah. I enjoy this. So yeah. it's easy. Yeah. Um yeah. other stuff. And again, I, that goes back to the ADHD thing. I love this, so I'm focused on it, yeah. and so I can get the best out of it. Yeah, like something else, I'm just like, uh, and I don't put all my focus into it. So it's actually taught me if you can learn how to channel that energy to everything you do, your success rate will be way higher. Yep, I'll go. Yep, yep, for sure. That's that's mine too. I mean, I I channel I channel it for everything. It's just that. Like for that, that's something that, you know, the ebook or whatever, it's the training guide or whatever, something that start, but you don't finish, you yeah. know, and like so many things that I want to do or so many things that I'm doing. It's like those little, you know, quote unquote, little things, you just don't put the time and effort that you, that you could, you right. know, I'm not, not going to say I don't have enough time. It's just not enough of a priority to put mm-hmm. up there, you know, right now. So it's like, you know, I'm I'm gonna get there. And if it's a if it takes a week, I mean not a week, it takes a month or two, three of just, you know, instead of, you know, getting on IG, you know, I don't get on that much. Uh, you know, certain things you gotta cut those out to add an additional hour to your day, then do that, you know, and then 
you'll get that stuff done. So everybody got an hour they can ask their day. So it's just going yeah, through. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like simple stuff. And I don't even, I'm not even on IG. You know, click on it, uh, click off, you know, whatever. Yeah. But between, you know, IG, YouTube, I, I use for educational purposes. But it's just like little stupid stuff that you may do or just, you know, just insignificant things that you may do. It's like right. you cut those, cut those out. You got an hour, you got an hour, you know, of a day that you could devote to doing something I'll else. people that when they be like, I don't have time to meal prep. I'm like, but you watch power. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, you got time. Yeah. That's, that's that. And that's why I said, I'm not going to sit there and say, I don't have time. I got time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I, I, de I definitely got time. Shit. I got driving to the grocery store. I can record myself talking, you know, through some ideas and then put right. those on. Right. So you got time and ways and ways to accomplish it. It's just, you know, is that your agenda you right. know, at that moment? And it's just, it hasn't been. So, like I said, you motivate me, man. So I'm going to get it done. Yeah, I, and I can't wait. I'm going to buy it for sure. <laughs> for sure. But, yeah, man, so that's really it, man. We've been talking for a minute. I don't want to hold you up too more. I know it's an off day for you, so you get to enjoy a little hit good the, weather. Shit, hit the gym. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm doing that, too. I got it's my foot. I'm so I'm I switched it. I'm not doing push pull legs. Yeah. I'm doing pull push legs. Okay, that's that's what I do. That's what yeah. I do. So I start on Monday. So today is my second my second push day. I'm here. And um yeah, I'm not doing so my last leg day was two days ago. Oh yeah, that's right. You cut you cut that out because about yeah. days. So I did I did a, a I started my deload on legs uh was that Wednesday? And today is my last like real, real workout. Um, Man, I forgot. I wanted to ask you a question or talk about something. I forgot. Yeah. So we've had this discussion about lifting and progressing to be like what judges want. Yeah. Lifting and progressing to the visual that you want. Because I know you're wanting to grow past. Like you're looking at classic one day. Yeah. Um, so what like your approach is no matter what i'm just trying to continue to grow progress and get better yep right so, i mean i i have my i have my vision i've always had it like even beyond competing it's like you have your vision of what you want to do with your physique and i mean i think this is how the sport should kind of go anyway right it's like you know until you compete in that category until you can't compete in that category anymore and you eventually evolve your physique you know beyond that and so that's what i'm kind of looking looking for it's like you know build a i'm not gonna say i don't have a complete physique right now but in terms of what i want right and where i want to go with it i don't you know so you know mine i mean you take you take judges feedback and criticism or whatever and put that where you can compartmentalize that if you have to but at the end of the day you know mine is all about evolving my physique to what i envision you know so we'll see you know, yeah. that, may keep, that may keep me in men's physique. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. <laughs> you never know. They get bigger. You know they what I'm are. saying? They are. And they keep saying they're not. I'm like, what? Bro, we See, my thing, yeah, and my thing right now, shoot, I mean, I'm two, I think I was 215, 216 this morning. Oh, wow. Know? Yeah. And so it's That's like. Significantly bigger. So it's like how much more, you know, and, you know, last year when I did, like, my Dexter or whatever, I think muscle mass was, like, 202 or something like that. So, it's like, how much how much bigger can you get to right. where it just doesn't look good, you know, aesthetically right. pleasing? Like, I could bring my legs up, but it's, like, how much more? And, you know, and in that, if, like I said, I still fit better within physique than classic, 
man, I'll give classic arrangements. I, I love the poses. I love the artistry, you know, of mm-hmm. classic. But I'm going to go at the end of the day where I feel I can be most successful and present the best package, you know. But when it comes to what I want for myself, it's just a complete physique. Yeah. Know? So I've never had any desire to be in classic. And people, <laughs> it's, people look at me like I'm crazy. I came into this with men's physique. So, like, yeah. when I first started lifting, Mark Anthony won the first O. Yeah. I got I got Facebook posts talking about, I don't know who Mark Anthony is, but that point did, dude, next to him is crazy. Like, he's going to win next. Like, I, I got posts about that. So, I came in there. I do like classes. I do like composing. I do think that is the vision that's probably going to grow and take over everything just because. Yeah. But – I'm more worried about the weight requirement. <laughs> weight requirement. Yeah, to get there. I just know I'm a thicker guy, and like I think my weight is like 191 or something like that. Not, then, not, not on the pro level though. It's no, not pro, I'm talking about for yeah. I'm not talking about pro level. Yeah. even so, mine, even mine is like 220, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like I'm close. You right. know what I'm saying? It's like if the if that's my five pounds, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and it doesn't give me that look where it's like you can truly be you know, competitive or whatever, then I'm going to go where, you know, my physique suits me the best, you know, in order to be competitive. But, and for overall look, I'm definitely going for what I, you know, want to achieve because that's what's keeping me pushing, you know, in the sport anyway. You know what I'm for saying? Sure. For sure. But no, I, and, def- I definitely get it. Yeah, yeah, because we even, I mean, we had that seminar and Sandy came and talked to us and she was talking about like all the different poses for different divisions and Mrs. Z came up. And she's talking about Brandon and why he won or whatever. And then a what couple did, people. What did she say? So I think Brandon was just more complete from as far as, if I, if I remember this right, it was really close, but they felt like Brandon had less weakness front to back. I can, I can agree with that. So it like it wasn't, it was close, but they were just like, if you look at front and back, it was less yeah. weakness front. I, I agree. Yeah, yeah I, I do too. Yeah, I think Brandon should have won. Brandon was on. Yeah, I do too. I never yeah. – the only person I think beats Brandon head-to-head to me is Dre, but Dre has never come to an Olympia on point. Yeah, he wasn't on. I've been watching it, and I think they may have gifted – what was his place? Like six or something like that? Six. Yeah, I mean, it was – I was looking at that top 15, and I'm like, eh, it was some – it was some hunters. It was some yeah, hunters yeah. in that top 15. You yeah, know what I'm saying? So, so, I agree so. 100%. But, yeah, so – but one of the things she said was something about, like, they're not necessarily looking for the bubbly muscle in the men's physique division. And I was like <laughs> – she said it, and I remember going – and I, like, raised my hand, and I was like, okay, so you said y'all not looking for bubbly muscle. I said, but Kyra got third. And I That's- literally said – He's bubbly as hell. And I started laughing. And she was like, yeah, but he got third. And I'm like, he's been at the O for like two years. He's yeah. got in third. Like, yeah. So, like you said, if you're lifting towards what the judges want, I, I told somebody this the other day at the gym because she met a person. Oh, he's a judge. And I'm like, yo, like you do realize it's like six, seven other people <laughs> on that board, right? Like what he says is not the end all be Not it, yeah. Stop thinking that. So, when she said that, I even thought, well, there's no point in trying to, like, lift to what the judges want. The feedback is good, but I lost the show in a in a three-week span. I won an overall, 
came back to the next show and got third because the head judge told me drop like eight or ten pounds and you'll be fine. And I did that. And it streamed me. I turned in the stream. Yeah. You know, well, you, you know my story too. Shit, I got fourth out of fifth. And then three weeks later, got my pro card in North Americans. Yeah. So, so, so it's like, you, you, just never, you just never know. Yeah. When people say that, I like what when you said that when we were talking, I really like that because it's like that makes the most sense. You can't, yeah. you don't get me wrong. If you want to be competitive and win, yes, the judges' feedback is important as far yeah. as progressing. But like, not every judge feels the same. I think people got to nope. realize that. Like, it, nope. it is not the same. There's eight people on that board. Not all of them feel the same. That's why you hardly ever see just perfect score wins anymore. Yep. It yep. jokes. So yep. I, I will say that they are consistent. Like most times, there's a consistent theme. Like they, there's a consistent look without with like one through five, right? So right. I mean, but in terms of what to specifically shoot for. I think you just need to shoot for a specific, you know, for your best physique. I think Raymond's a perfect example. Like Raymond, yeah. like I got to be big. I'm tall. I got to be yeah. big. He looks bigger than everybody out there, and yeah. he still is able to do well in the division. And he's not even two twenty. He no. went less than on stage. That's crazy. Yeah. So I mean, a, a lot, yeah, a lot, lots of your, your package as well, and just like your your individual package. Like how does that how does that align? You know, with what they're looking for. And if it is good, then you can stay there. I mean, he stayed there. Like, yeah. he didn't really make any improvements. Brandon made a lot of improvements. Yes. Like, Brandon's back came up and his front came up. Yes. Chest, chest came up as well. So, I mean, I think he earned he earned that. Like, least least amount of weakness is damn right. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> and and conditioning. Like, even his – I'm not even the biggest fan of Brandon. I am a good physique. So, I leave it, like, neutral as far as looking at it. But even, like – like I said, to me, it's only one person that, like, if they're both on, could compete with Brandon. Yeah. And that's Dre. Yeah. Brandon has everything. Yeah, 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 and for sure. At first, he was too big, in my opinion, but it was really just because his arms were so big. And he yeah. kind of, like, got everything to match that. He brought everything and, up. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. else after that that you can really go. You just have to go with the fact. It, I, it would almost remind me of, like, a Ronnie versus Flex type situation yeah. where Dre just genetically has the look yep. that can beat anybody. Yep. He's got to hit it. He got the small, he got the small waist and like that front pose. I don't know why he does any other pose because he's not really a good pose. But no. like if you don't just just stand there and just present yourself and like if you and, and be on and yeah. it's money. Like he, yeah. he done it. Yeah. You know, yeah, he just hasn't nailed it yet. No, nah, he, he definitely, like I said, this last one, when I was looking at them pictures, I was like, I, I know it looks different when you're there. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you can see, you can see a, a distinct difference between like him. And that's why he kept getting pushed, pushed further and further yeah, back, yeah. you know, and a lot, and a lot of them dudes, man. So I was like, they kind of, I, mean, I think people was talking about them gifting Buendia like fifth or whatever he got. Oh, his God, yeah, his last like, show, they gifted I him. Like, I was like, nah, they definitely you know, they definitely show some love to, to Dre. I mean, and, and he worked, he worked his ass off, so you can't really knock him for that, but I'm like, like I said, they had some headhunters up there that could easily yeah, kept pushing them, you know, further down. Yeah. So, yeah, I was even surprised when Popman showed up. I'm like, yo, <laughs> hold <laughs> on. And he was conditioning. He was conditioning shit. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, like I said, top 15, man, it was, them boys was on. 
yeah. you know, and even and even some beyond that, but those are the ones that just kind of stand out. But yeah, I mean, he he has it, you know. Yeah. Like said, genetics, like you said, that's the perfect comparison. You know, you look at Ronnie and uh and Flex. I'm like, should Flex come in on point all day? You yeah. know, unless unless Ronnie come in on point, and then right. you know, <laughs> it's tough, right? You know, but but yeah. I mean, we'll see. Hopefully, I'm there to you know see. You know, if you see get if you get to the Olympia, I'm going. I'm hey, let's do it. Yeah, that that I that I'll guarantee you. get to the Olympia, I'm flying out. I'm I told I told people I'm not going as a spectator. Like, yeah, I'm going as a competitor. So I feel that I can't do that though because I got to go support the home. So I I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> but maybe I'll do that for the army. I don't go to the army. Until I get there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Hey, man. I, I appreciate you doing this, man. Uh, I think uh, this is a great conversation for anybody that's wanting to learn about training. They definitely need to listen to this and that approach. But um, I'll also put all of Mike's like Instagram and stuff in the description. I recommend y'all follow because you can learn a lot. I I I still reference some stuff when I'm thinking about stuff that he's done or put up there and it's very informative and it, but it's simple information. You just got to be able to keep it on track, but you got anything else, man? No, I don't, man. I appreciate you for, uh, for having me, man. Glad we, it's about what, two or three weeks late, you know, yeah. our past, past due, you yeah. know, but That's it. Glad, glad we finally got a chance to, to sit down, you know, maybe we can, you know, follow the end of, you know, uh, close out the next show. You know, <laughs> come back and touch base on some things. I don't know. No, no, I would like that. Like after, yeah. even even if it's a couple shows down, but after that, talk about competition, how that was going. That'd be dope. Yeah, but I will say, like you, man, just as a as a friend, you know, definitely proud of you, man, for for doing for doing this and you know establishing this platform and just moving the way that you're moving. So I appreciate uh, it. Keep, up, keep up the good work, brother. And, like I said, again, appreciate you for having me. Hopefully, you know, those who can gain something, you know, will gain something from the conversation, from the dialogue. And if, you know, they um, need something else, you want to discuss, you know, anything further, just shoot me a friend request, a message or whatever, and shoot. You know, I'm open as long as you're not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for sure. Insider. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but all right, y'all have a good one. We appreciate you for coming.